Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Watch-along edition. We are coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain. Joining me is Adam Rosenbachs. And joining us all the way from Wayne Jackson, across the room at Wayne Jackson Studios. Yes. I'm actually at Frank Costa Studios down the road. <laughs> Wayne Jackson Studios, sorry. Oh, lovely. He built his own wing, did he? Yeah. Ma- massive Geelong fan, Mark Wilson. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me back. Now, we are revisiting the 1994 preliminary final. So, um, this is Geelong v North Melbourne. We're watching the last quarter. It was an absolute cracker of a game. Now, Mark, you were a young fella and you were there. Yes, that's I, correct. I was there. I, I actually don't remember too much of the game, to be honest. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I remember the end, but the details long gone. Uh, uh, you know, I just. I, I don't know. Do you remember. A long time ago. I went with my dad. I remember that. And I yep. think we were sitting in like the the Olympic stand, the old is the old Olympic stand it would have been. Yep. 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 And were you and your dad's regulars to the, the finals? Because you were obviously in the midst of a very good run of uh, grand yeah, final losses there. we used there. to go, yeah, for sure. We used to come up to Melbourne. I lived in Geelong at the time. But um, yeah, we used to mm. come up and, and go to the finals. I didn't go to any of the grand finals though. I think dad did, but I obviously being a kid didn't go. Yeah, we, sure. You wouldn't, take, you wouldn't take your kid to a grand especially when you that's gonna, especially when that's you're really lose. bad parenting well you know what i went to the 1990 uh, 1988 grand final and that was the first uh place i ever saw a nude lady so yes you can well, take you your kids and they can learn a lot yeah that was a hell of a tailgate in the car park hey, before the game <laughs> it's like mum we're not in yet and so uh, adam I, I was at this at this game do you remember where you were when uh it all took off Look, by this stage, Carlton had been bundled out in straight sets. So yeah. I, had, I had pretty much given up on the 94 season. 93 was a disaster for us. We were really good in 94 and just had a shit final series. I think we lost to Melbourne and then Geelong from memory. Yep, you did, yeah. So this is the uh, old final eight. And so you were yep. second and then you got beaten by Melbourne, who was seventh. Uh, you then went into the... Second semi where Geelong beat you. They had, I think it was late withdrawals of Bearstow, Couch, and Hocking. That's uh, right. And you got booted out. And now Geelong's their pass to this prelim. They famously beat Footscray the goal after the so and Billy became king of Geelong. And then That's in right. the second week. I was at that one as well. Yeah, awesome. That would have been amazing. Mm. And then I think because of that goal, that got you guys straight through to the prelim. No, I tell a complete lie. Sorry. Fuck, mate. What's with the lies on this show? I know. The Roos beat the Hawks in extra time. And that got them through to the prelim. And so Geelong right. beat Footscray. Because this was looking Carlton. at going at extra time as well. So that, that would have been North doing two extra time games in a row, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's right. And I, I remember because that was the first ever extra time game played. And that was out at Waverley in 94. And I remember where I was then because I had just started working at this um, uh, at Pentax, basically, uh, packing boxes. 
and one of the guys had gone away and I was staying uh, house-sitting for him while he and his partner overseas and we turned that joint into a fucking party house. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember they came back uh, before I was expecting it and they came home to a fucking bomb site. Dude, you were trashing Airbnbs before there was Airbnb. Exactly, mate. I was ahead of my time. I was ahead of my time. Cool. So if everybody want to get the link up that we're going to have it on Twitter and on Facebook and at ACAST. So if you type in A-C-A-S-T, Junk Time AFL Podcast, that will come up as well. If you head to the link and it's go to the two-hour, 19-minute, 15-second mark, you will see they're about to bounce the ball for this thrilling final quarter. So many great names in this game. It's amazing. We all get ready it's, to play. Yeah. Uh, three, two, one, play. I'm looking forward to this. So Geelong have oh, Geelong are up by 18 points. So I can't see them losing yeah. from here. I it's think, interesting uh, to see the MCG's in pretty poor condition, isn't it? Yeah, I think there was a run of about five, uh, maybe ten years where yeah. uh, they just couldn't get it into good nick at all, could they? It looks like someone's been practicing like chipping their golf, their golf <laughs> shot all over the all over the ground. Yeah, well, I find it interesting, too, that there's a bit in the forward pocket, uh, probably about a 20-metre patch where they're filled up with sand. And I'm like, how did the ground become that worn down there? Like, usually if it gets around the middle, around centre-half forward, around full forward. Okay, was that not potentially where the practice wickets used to be? That's what I thought maybe as well, yeah. And Archer's playing as well. So it's like, this must have been his first or second season. Yeah, okay. he He played until 2007, so this is such a weird... Time. And we've got the Port, uh, Port Adelaide coach, Ken Hinckley, there, getting the ball in the back line. Um, were you a vocal supporter when you were at the footy, oh, even as a kid, I've Mark? never really been overly vocal uh, at the footy. Um, I'm not, yeah, I, I'm a, I'll, I'll listen to the, the jokes come, going around, but I'm not really a, a particularly vocal fan. I'm more of a stressed out fan. Yeah, sure. a, which I or, which I can attest to because we went to the prelim it. last year. Yeah, yeah, or a wallowing. It. Yeah, you went to the. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I kind of just in, watch and yeah, I don't sort of get involved. I enjoy it going on around me, but yeah. yeah. So Rosie, you're more of oh. a. It's our mates. Slightly vocal, yeah. It's Liam Pickering, and I got to yeah. say, you can tell even from the vision here that this is a perfect day for football. Like he is, <laughs> he's thriving in these conditions. Were you a Liam Pickering um, fan of him as a player? Uh, yeah. I mean, let's see how this one goes. Uh, not so, so much. Fell, fell yeah, short fell from fifty-five out. Yeah, rush behind. It's kind you of an interesting get. era as well. Like they've got the V-neck on that looks like it should have a collar, but there's no collar. They've got rid of the collar. But the, it's, oh, so it's, that, it's that would have been early doors for that, wouldn't it? Yeah, I reckon so. You do kind so of forget when when people do get into the media or they become sports agents and the like. They take on that other role. You do kind of forget what type of player they were. I mean, Pickering mm. would have played in, what, three grand finals? I mean, that's, yeah. that's a fair effort, you know. Yeah, yeah. he would have played. not wins. There's steve Oh, dashing. Oh. And McAdam with a very, like... John Oates from Hall and Oates. Look, <laughs> <laughs> he's got kind There's of a, a tight, curly fro kind of vibe, and a quite a decent mustache. He's got a real John Oates look. That's a great mustache. Now he he certainly burst onto the scene, and he was um, yeah he was amazing, wasn't he? Yeah, didn't he kick like about fifteen goals in like the first two games or something? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Natalie burst out of the blocks. And I reckon you'll see a lot in these games is um, quite a few players who are either coaches or assistant coaches. We just oh. saw Dean Laidley in the back line um, weighing what looked about 35 kilos. John Longmire is out there, I suppose. Yep. Kenny Hinckley's yep. out there. Yep. So there's quite a few getting around. Tim McGrath, one of the, you know, one of the premier Geelong redheads, you know, running around. Early, early redhead. But, you know, obviously inspired by Scratch and Ear with a hair colour, but, um, <laughs> you know, everyone needs a hero. And I guess, you know, then Cameron Lynn came after him. No, Great you do. Line I mean, of, of Geelong redheads. When I do see the redhead pop through, I do think that I think, oh, there's Lingy, and they go, oh no, wait, not him. Can I just say, looking at the at the game here, that Geelong have gone the tuck a lot more than North Melbourne. North Melbourne are a bit more, you know, a bit more bit casual, a bit more, you know, rough and ready. Whereas Geelong are very like we we could go out straight after this. We yeah, need to tuck our jumpers in. It's been a, a Malcolm Blight sort of um, ah, special directive. Yeah, yep. directive shouted from a step ladder. Well, maybe you couldn't get into Lammy's if your True, shirt was yeah. untucked. No service. Fuck! Yeah. Imagine Lammy's on this on this famous Saturday night, eh? The players would have been there, surely. I've I've actually I thought I've been to the Lammy's with the players after the 2010 Grand Final, uh, 2011. Sorry. And how was that? It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Are they are they roped off in their own area? They were roped off, yeah. It was like, you know the ropes that you use in at the airport? Mm-hmm. At, you know where you check in? The the mm-hmm. ribbon the, the the retractable ribbon style Oh, rope. Yeah. yeah. Not even a not even a yeah. rib. It was more red, it was more like that. VIP rope. Yeah. Okay. Not even your business lounge for, um yeah. your mm. red rope. That's a shame. John Longmire. And do you, do you remember as like an 18-year-old when you first started to go out and you'd see players in the pubs down in Geelong? Yeah, I mean, they generally ten- tended to go to pubs that I didn't go to. Yeah, right. Uh, I didn't sneak into, you know, when I was yeah. underage or whatever. But yeah, that, they would go to the Eureka, which was a, a shocking place. And <laughs> I don't think it's open anymore. But I'm sure it was owned by a football player as well, you know. Yeah, I figure you'd probably been a muser. You'd want to go to the kind of the cool music yeah. places, and they'd probably yeah, I mean, be going to the, there wasn't the a lot commercial to, places. To be fair, at the time, there wasn't really a lot of options in Geelong. So mm. if you wanted to go out, you had only a handful of decent options. And then if you really wanted to get Larry, you probably would end up at the same place as um, a bunch of the players. Yeah. Yep. Now, can I just say, we just saw Billy Brownless run and tackle it's someone. Chased and Mickey chased. Man. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's not a like huge chase, but it's still he did it. Pickering again. Perhaps Liam Pickering wasn't such a bad player with these perfect conditions. No, he didn't actually have a bad last quarter, in fact. Um, uh, there's a few Titanic battles in this one. There's Mickey Martin and Gary Ablett. He keeps him to three goals, unfortunately. Well, you know, not, unfortunately is not the word, but the third is obviously the one on Mickey. And then there's also Tim McGrath and Wayne Carey. Wayne Carey kicks six in this one, but it's actually wow. not a dominant... It's not like Tim Grad did shit. Like, they're actually going back and yeah. forth. There's a lot of... It's just a big contest at each end. So, it was this period that North Melbourne started their run of six straight prelims, wasn't it? Yep. And so, you would have thought, like, you know, having Carey there, that they would have probably been peaking a little bit earlier than this, but I suppose they're just starting to put it together because they had Longmire and Carey in their forward line for quite some time. Yeah, well, I'm pretty certain Wayne Carey only 
became captain in '93. That's when Pagan came in. So yep. he's still very young in this. Um, yeah, okay. In this game, there's a lot, a lot to unfold for Wayne Carey. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like watching Wayne Carey. I mean, sorry, Peter Riccardi's mullet flap around like a mm. mud, fl- like the mud flap on the back of a of a yeah. truck. You know, while he runs. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's quite breathtaking, and you know. Now, the one thing I have noticed in this game is that uh, this is the era of the goal umpires with the tie. So they were full butcher black outfit. pant, yeah. butcher outfit with the formal tie. Yeah. So it was like they were the ones, please, sir, pay attention, we're about to announce. Yeah, and one of them has, I don't know if they're both, but one of them has a pretty nice moustache. So it gives him another a sort, of, a sort of official kind of vibe to him as well. Yeah. yeah, I'm fairly sure he's down the front at the North, at the North Melbourne uh, goals. I always feel like if I had to draw a goal umpire, I would put a moustache mm. on them. I yeah. just got the feeling they had a mo of some type. Like you know, like some ranks in the military, you could you could have it. You had to have it, or you could have a moustache. Like if you're an officer mm. in the RAAF or whatever, you could have yeah, a moustache. Yeah. So well, if that you're is a goal true. umpire, you're allowed one. Yeah, it's only the uh, the raffies who are allowed to have facial hair or the SAS, and so they obviously you know the dashing. You know, Raffi's, so they go, oh, you, you're like a goal umpire. And the crowd loves you. It seems like they've done a bit of, sp- they've tried to go a bit of spray paint on the, um, the patchy grass too. Like, it looks like they've got the green, they've gone and bought grass green from Bunnings or McEwen's, as it probably was at the time. Oh, yeah, it would have been McEwen's back then, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, gone, given it a bit of a spray. But it, it looks terrible. I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, we had a friend, uh, a friend of the show, Nick Maxwell, on the show a couple of years ago, and he'd been to Augusta, and he said the thing that amazed him at the golf was that was how much of it was spray painted, just green. He was like, the "TV, you think, yeah." You think it's already, yeah, you know, it's a beautiful course, but he's like walking around, you go, "Oh, that's just <laughs> a bunch of spray paint." That's incredible. So it's actually a really. Um, Really fast-paced game, isn't it? I mean, there hasn't been that. There's a ball up right now, but there hasn't been that many ball ups. And you forget, fuck, I forget how long Buddha Hocking played for. Mm. And he had a really some moments in this game as well. Memory, like towards the end, just sort of dashing kind of great marks. And I think towards the end, I think he may have even set up the final sort of the final goal. Yeah. And so it was around this period that Corey McKernan would have started his uh, dominant period as well because mm-hmm. didn't he, it was in 96 that he won the Brownlow and didn't win the Brownlow? Yep, yep. If we just on, saw Steve uh, Hocking there on the bench with Mark Bastow, Steve, of course, will go on to be the most powerful man in the AFL. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, he was, he was a player for Geelong and a bricklayer. So, um, oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I said, I think he, he was, a, I think on the last time on the pod, I said he was an electrician. And I got oh. corrected by Andrew Buse when I saw him at the footy, and he told me he was a, a bricklayer. Huh. Yeah. Oh, so right. And he didn't correct you because he was listening to the Junk Time AFL podcast. Oh, no, he was. Yeah, yeah, no, he was. No, right. I, I, he's, he's a long-time listener. <laughs> we love uh, Busey. Yeah, I was going to say, hello, Busey. What's his nickname again? Rat. It's the like Rat. Rat. Yeah, Rat. Yeah, which yeah. kind of contentious being that at the time there was another well-known Rat. Rat. Yeah. Also, I don't reckon it's the nickname you want. Like, rats aren't associated with a lot of positives. No. I think uh, John Platten one come from, he came out of the shower, and I think Steve Kernahan said he looked like a drowned rat with all his hair matted down and stuff. But, yep. yeah, I think if people called me rat, I don't think I'd be too thrilled with that. No, nah, and Steve Kernahan wasn't even playing with him. He was just in there checking him out in the showers. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't after a game. 
is Billy. The big it's quite amazing to see that Billy Brownless is doing the ruck work. He's on the lead. Like, you just think of him as a big sort of, a big oaf who would have parked in the forward line if you knew nothing yeah. about his career. But he's on the move a lot. I reckon, again, another guy whose career has been shaped by his media performance. Like, if you get, yes. you know, he had yeah, exactly. long blonde locks and the tight shorts. You just think he was just like a, a big lummox. Now, yeah. Wills, Wills has a very interesting player for Geelong, Wills. His hair is not unlike Will, the prince of uh, wherever he is from. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is it, the prince of... Uh, I mean, he's the prince of... of England, whatever. Yeah. But I don't remember the, these the visuals. Son. But he's yeah. got that same uh, <laughs> yes. Windsor look. Yeah, because um, uh, Will, Will was kind of a hot one for a while, and then he kind of uh, became a, a bit weird looking. <laughs> yeah, so he's <laughs> Will's, who um, plays for Geelong, looks like him. Yeah, yeah, he does a bit. And he got the, the hair kind of yeah, fading on the top. Yeah, but that, you know, regal wisp. Can happen. Also, umpires are all umpires are all in white, and there's ANSET ads everywhere. That's a really so good point. And also, both teams have white in their jumpers. Yeah, and I'm and funnily enough, I'm not confusing them. No, I haven't confused them at all once. Yeah. Even though, even though you know, the ones are horizontal, ones vertical. There's hardly any confusion. Their socks are almost identical. You can just, I reckon, you look up and see the shorts. Do you reckon if they play each other today, they'd be wearing a clash? Uh, they, do, they don't wear a clash when they play now. Okay. No. McAdam there from the forward pocket. Just a, he was a little bit lazy on that um, banana shot for goal. It's, it's funny seeing a coach's box with no laptops, just people watching the football. Yeah, with and really talking, yeah, really talking down to the bench. Yeah. It's kind of an occasional chat down. What was Ken Hinckley like as a player? Oh, he was good. He was just dependable, you know, one of those guys. Yeah. Just dependable... Neat? Do they always say yeah. he was neat? He never left toilet rolls around, that kind of thing? No, exactly. He always tied it yeah. up after himself. Yeah. Cleaned the dish. He never left anything in the sink to soak. <laughs> always. Yeah, right. He'd be like, don't do that. Straight into it. He'd just wash it. He's like, why would you leave it to soak? It's just going to be cold, and then the oil's yeah. all going to be congealed, and then I'm just, it's going to just take me as long to clean it t- tomorrow, <laughs> so I may as well clean it tonight. And that's He's good it. like that. Yeah. He's, and that's why I guess why he's such a good, you know, he's a decent coach. Yeah, well, well, that's why Port Adelaide got him. We could think about Ken Hinckley a bit differently as a player by the fact that I think it was 92 that he almost won the Brownlow. He finished mm. three votes behind Scotty Ooh. Wine. Ooh. He was on 17 was points hit. to 12, uh, 20 points. Um, votes oh, they've had up. their chances. They really have. But well, there was a, match a mustachioed umpire. Here we go. But there was a match where Ken Hinckley, I think, got about 13 touches in the first quarter, and then he got knocked out. Yeah, right. And so he's, he's well on his way to a three-voter. So he, he could have drawn that Brownlow that year. And also, the Richmond runner, um, he went out and said to the player who was playing on Ken Inkley, you know, can you tighten up on him, you know? And so the player knocked him out. And, and, the, runner was, <laughs> and the runner was like, uh, I don't know if he interpreted my message the way I wanted it. Well, he quietened him down. Another hey. great grab from Billy Brownless. Yeah. No, uh, seems like he's given away a free kick. Billy Brownless is one of the um, early proponents along. I would say Michael Osborne was another, or Richard Osborne, um, of the big padded quad. Yeah, um, they look like skin protector. flesh-coloured bike shorts. Yeah, but he only had it on the one leg. And it's just, it's weird. Like, if a player's got a corky now, they kind of don't really have that. 
And that was Brett Allison missing. Oh. Is that Brett Allison? Yeah, it's Allison. Yep. Yeah. Long sleeve. He took one of the greatest marks at the MCG in front of absolutely no one. So they'll show the score. So North go to 12-19. Bad kicking's bad football. They're 10 points behind the catch now. And that is one of the things in this quarter. The North miss about five or six shots that they could pretty easily get. Uh, and then also on top of that, the free kick count in the end. Do you want to have a guess? <laughs> Absolute disgrace. Geelong, 33. North Melbourne, 12. Wow. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's how big a gap it is. <laughs> That's a huge... Like, 45 is a lot, is it not? Is that... Or is that standard for a game? I suppose it's 10 a quarter, 11 yeah, a quarter. I feel 20 each is kind of fair enough. I, th- now, I I'm feel not like sure if that, that kid just looking over the fence, did he just say, fuck? I think he just said, what the fuck? I do really yeah. think that. I had, to, I had to, <laughs> when, I, when I watched this during the week, I had to rewind. I was like, I think that kid said, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I reckon he's about eight years old. Is that is that me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember being at that game. I don't remember being eight in '94. Now you did talk about the ANSET signs yeah. around the boundary, and we've had a few of them in these in these watch-alongs. But there aren't really any signs for Qantas a great deal. No, there isn't, is there? Maybe they you were the par- like, maybe they were the sponsoring partner. You know, like oh, yeah. Virgin was until. Two months, two two weeks ago. That's a really good point. Yeah. Another thing that uh, you probably, I don't know if I've seen advertise it. Uh, I suppose apart from McDonald's, you don't really see. Did four and twenty still advertise at the footy? Because at that time, in '94, I don't reckon your options were much beyond a pie or a pasty. Mm. Yeah, yeah they definitely weren't flinging sushi away. Yeah. I don't even no, think. No, I, you can I get, think you can even get your Nando's or I anything. I think even pasty was a bit too. You know. Bougie. Fancy? Yeah. Oh, Chambo probably could have got that in the MCC somewhere. Yeah. Someone could have gone. One of his people could have gone and got him a pasty. I'll tell you what, you forget how good Wayne Swass was. Yeah. He was a uh, very good player. And John Barnes is having an absolutely mm. ripping game. He really was a different like kind David. of model to that Ruckman. Yeah, he's that, that, that lean, running Ruckman. Mm. And was this his first, or this is his first time round at Geelong? Uh, Sorry, who's turn, who's his first time? John Barnes. Is this his first or second time at Geelong? Because he went to Essendon for a little while, didn't yeah. he, and then went I, back I to Geelong. Is that correct? Back, I think he may have. This was his first time round. Yeah. Okay. I think, but look, how good are those? The runners as well just look like. Yeah. Blokes have been around the club. Forever. They don't look like they they're professional medical people or anything. They look like they could easily go down to the TAB in that outfit. Like, it was really bright tracksuit pants, a polo shirt tucked into that. Yeah. Uh, it's bright green as well. See, there's oh, that there's patch of... Would you call that a foot race? <laughs> it was a bit of a foot race. And now Allison runs into goal. Oh. And he's I mean, they've had all the chances. They really... They really mm. have had so many chances and we've had zero. Uh, one really big thing that you notice in the 90s in the fashion stakes are um, the Letterman jackets were enormous. Yes, mm. I was actually on um, online the other day looking for a, just looking for interesting football memorabilia and I found a Brisbane Bears warm-up jacket from 1988 that it was one of those woolen like leather patch, like American right. f- American college jackets, and it yeah, was awesome. someone was trying to get three hundred dollars for it. It was 
hundred percent wool, but you know, I don't know. If it was a hundred bucks, I may have, I may have parted with it. Okay, yeah. I'll mark it, it down it then. Two two fifty mark. <laughs> <laughs> so was that a young Anthony Rock who came sprinting out of the middle and then booted it down to John Longmore in the uh, at full forward? Yeah, it kind of ended a bit badly for Rocky by the fact I think it was ninety eight. I think he might have just been sat on the bench by Pagan yeah. in that last quarter, and so he ended up going to Hawthorne in the end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's north and now equal with that goal no. from Longmore? Are there no, a point one up? point up. North a point yeah, up. Point up with five minutes to go. Oh. They don't have to score on the screen during the play, which is quite mm. annoying, unless it's cropped out. But no, no, we've spoken about this. It didn't come in until at least the 2000s. It's really, really? fucking annoying. Yeah, it like, make not sense. having the time we can cope with. Yeah, it just doesn't at all, does it? Yeah. Like, you're, just, you're so used to it. And then they had just before, they had a replay. And I reckon that Mitsubishi sign that said Mitsubishi replay took up about a third of the screen. Mm. It's like, get your priorities right. Get us a fucking score. You think back to that, don't you, where you go, if you came into a room and the game was on, you really mm. had to wait until they kicked a goal or a point before you saw the score. So you could be standing there for five minutes before you actually yeah. got any information. But at least back then, mate, they were bloody shootouts. I was scoring all the time in Chamber. <laughs> Which is probably what didn't come into their thinking. They didn't have to worry about it. Is that Alex Zichenko? Yeah. In the ruck for North? Aggression, mate. Yeah. He's doing a good job. Oh, Wayne good, Carey good has mark. done sweet fuck all this uh, quarter. Yeah, Tim McGrath's had someone a good one. Someone who's kicked six. Tim McGrath's yeah, had a good he one. Has. He's having a very good hair day. It's quite a nice kind of like... Uh, yeah. It would actually look good in in, in the current current era. Yeah, it would well, look out not, of place the, at the all. 90s, the early 90s style, I think, especially hairstyle, was quite similar to how people get their hairstyle now too it's, you know, it's more of yeah. a short back and sidesy kind of vibe except for obviously Riccardi who's got the ball now that's a disgrace but it's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> now did uh, we see uh, was it John Blakey who had the ball in the back line for North oh, Melbourne as well that's another, ball. another assistant coach oh, oh, here we go. Someone's, oh, that's someone's a, starting to get vocal that's a rough call so we're at four and a half minutes probably left in this game maybe yeah, four and minutes. Mark bairstow has been caught with the ball Holding the ball, and they have paid it. They haven't paid it. No. But if you look in the background, there are security starting to go around the ground in mm. the yellow. So they, I didn't realise they did that back then either because I thought you could just run onto the ground back then or you just – you didn't, but there was no one stopping you. This is the worst feeling now. You're in a prelim. Yeah. You're a point down. You're, you know, it, it, you're, you're just shaking and twitching at this point, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was similar to the one against Collingwood in 2007. Yep. Which yep. was six, oh. six points, maybe. Yeah, and you had the it world was, of it expectation. Was a, it was a brutal, brutal game as well. And especially when it's under a kick, every mistake is magnified. Exactly. Like, there you go. Like, um, you know, the North Mountain player missing the ball there. Oh, oh great, great, great mark, mark by Buddha Hocking. Accidental yeah. mark. That's the one I was mentioning. There's Wills again with Willsy. his Windsor esque hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So he has a shot from 45 out and he's missed it terribly. And he has tied the scores. So Dennis Pagan, are they? has he got a couple of ladies just sitting at the back of the box So there? a couple he of ladies or, or, or Brian May? <laughs> <laughs> he does. I'm not sure what the role is. Yeah. I think so it I mean, was they just... They just seem to be having a conversation in the back of the box. They didn't seem to be coaching. 
There's famous footage of a, a, a one-dayer out at Waverley when the West Indies win in like the final ball off a six or something. And they have the players that are in the coach's box at Waverley and they do have <laughs> they have a shot of them celebrating. And there just happen to be about four or five very attractive blondes in that. <laughs> well, I mean, Dennis Pagan is an absolute chick magnet, <laughs> so you can understand why, why there are women up there. Perhaps they were just waiting for um, to access the media area and get to Drew Morfitt. Yeah, that's true. Drew was the commentator along with committee, and then Terry Wheeler is the special comments. Yeah, we certainly don't miss Terry Wheeler, do we? How long do you reckon? Two minutes left, you reckon? About two minutes. Yeah, I again, performed no for... I just assumed that it had been cropped or something when someone had uploaded this, but yeah, that's really frustrating. You can't see the time or the score. Mm. Yeah. I performed awfully for Terry Wheeler a couple of years ago. He would think that I am the worst comedian in the world. Ah, really? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt, I, I wouldn't say worst. I'd say <laughs> second worst. No, no, no. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Dougie Hawkins didn't understand half my jokes. They had to retell them to him. I'm like, EJ Junior, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're not helping, mate. So Glenn Archer is having a shot for goal from about... He's inside the square now. Jesus, he's gone from 60. He's having yeah. a shot. Oh, Huge mark John Barnes. John Barnes, Barnes in the, I'd, in I'd the goal square. Pretty, pretty nuts idea just to handle it into a, mm. a pack after you mark it. And here so we Peter go. Peter Riccardi streaming yeah. down the wing. This is, this is how I remember Riccardi, just mullet, mullet, flapping like a cape. Having a few bounces. Having a few bounces yeah, great down mark. the wing, yeah. Great mark by Blakey in the back line. So North Melbourne having another uh, attack goes to rock out on the wing. So they've both had their chances to kind of so there's 50 know, go into the seconds. forward line. They've just flashed up a final quarter countdown now. Uh, the nerves. So turns it over to Ken Hinckley. Over to, over to Couch. Over to Couchy. Late great. Who gets it? Wills. Oh, Wills, he dropped a mark. So Dean Laidley weighing seven kilos. Tackled, handballs it out of bounds. So at this point, we're looking at... Um, extra time? Was it an extra, looking at yeah. extra time, yeah. It's tied. It's and amazing that, that, was, that the coaches aren't doing anything. They're just watching. Well, it was back in the day when you didn't make a lot of rotations. Yeah. So you just kind of you, you trusted who was out there. I so did, 34 seconds left. I did hear earlier when I was watching that... They said, "Oh, and he started the game on the bench. Like that was a yeah. that was like a big oh, deal. Uh, yeah, yeah, he wasn't even going to play. Yeah, yeah. There he is. So Liam Pickering's just run the ball out of bounds. So it's in the Geelong forward pocket. So you probably think he'd get this, although you wouldn't know the how much yeah. is left. Twenty five seconds left. You probably think we can't lose this, but North Melbourne don't know that. So Mickey Martin bangs it outside fifty, and it's been marked by Colbert, and he takes his time here." We'd go, fuck, man, get it in quick. But at, when you say that, he puts it down the throat of John Barnes. Who drops it. And, and then, then Peter Riccardi absolutely shanks the kick and Gary Ablett That's just happens to be... Yeah. That image of him of holding the, the ball up is one of those indelible ones, you know, that mm. stays with you, just like that, you know. Yeah, so the, so the siren's just gone. Mickey Martin's on his haunches. He realises he's absolutely cost his team the game and it's all his fault. <laughs> Which, and he's had a, actually had a really good game. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ablett's got two to this point. So you, if you've done that against Gary Ablett, you're pretty fucking wrapped, aren't you? Uh, and for mine, the image of Mickey Martin on his haunches is kind of the, the, the second yeah. one that kind of sticks with mm. him forever. 
Look at the grass. Yeah. How he, he's put it through. I do. I do like the the amount of dustman's kind of jackets I'm seeing. <laughs> like they're not. There's no. They're not like made out of some techie fabric. They, they're just a cotton. Yeah. Je- just a cotton coat. Yeah. And then we'll be back next week to get thumped by West Coast. Fantastic. And you didn't go to that game, did you? I didn't. No. Week? The first grand final I ever went to was 2007 when I played. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. And yeah. <laughs> well, you, you played before the game, but you didn't play. Yeah. No, well, I'm a grand final. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a grand final player. Like I played at a grand final. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. premiership player. So, and actually, the ne- the week after that. So, while we were still at that party house, was the week that I uh, I got locked up after the grand final. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the '94 grand final. So this house, this house wow. served me well. Oh, dude. Where was where was this? Uh, so I was at a party in South Melbourne on Beaconsfield Parade mm. and it was bucketing down rain. It was like one in the morning we couldn't get a cab and we were all just fucking around and the cops came up and locked us up for um, drunk and disorderly. And how old and are my you? my parents, I'm 20, my parents never knew about it because I had that uh, party house to go back to. Ah, got so it. So they weren't like, where were you all night? Didn't matter. But you were 20, so it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, what, what the fuck do you, what does it matter to you? Yeah, no, it mattered. 20, it, I'm 20. It mattered. Yeah, when it came out of my 21st, it still mattered. Yeah, oh, I yeah. just picture Ablett getting a pat on the back from all the players and stuff like that and him turning mm. around going, oh, thanks, mate, because he doesn't know their name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the interesting thing here is, though, is Geelong have pretty much gone straight off the ground. Like, it's within a minute of them winning, whereas yeah. now, you know, there's, there's standing around, there's signing balls, there's high-fiving the crowd. They're just straight down into the rooms. Yeah. So this was the second last game for Malcolm Blight after the grand final of 94. He pulled mm. the pin and um, Gary Ayers came in. And then we got smashed by... Oh, the, cra- the crowd's on the ground. The cops have, the cops are wearing dryer bones and the crowd is on the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, a few running on. Yeah. Whoop, watch out. Sorry. It's pretty interesting that uh, you are in a grand final and then you're not coaching the next year. Like, that is a pretty yeah. rare set of circumstances. Now, did he go to Adelaide the next year or was there – did he – Nah, he went to Adelaide in 97. So, I think he – I mean, it was three grand final losses and I think he talks about yeah. 92. I think you guys might have been up and he – by a few goals and he said that he couldn't get over the fact that people didn't hurt enough. Um, yeah. I mean, this hurt as a fan, this whole era. It's kind of – I think after about 95, I kind of bowed out of footy for a while just because I was – until I until I started sort of touring around the world, I know I missed footy. Mm-hmm, but I yeah. just kind of – like, because when you live in Geelong and this would happen, the whole town would just um, – it would just ebb and flow with the football club and there was so much disappointment. And at the time, Geelong was pretty fucked. Like, it wasn't really um, – it, there was a lot of like financial problems and stuff with the city. Um, well, this is not long after the pyramid. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that that ruined the place, you know. And it was still pretty. It was still kind of a pretty wild town back then too. I mean, I was only four. <laughs> I was only fourteen, so you know, I wasn't sort of going out and experiencing yeah. that kind of stuff. But you could feel it around, you know. But when you were chroming in the park, did you exactly. feel safe? Well, you know, you know, not not always. You know. Yeah. Okay. So. Depending who you were chroming with, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to chrome with the wrong crowd. I did, I did uh, get bashed up for the first time in my life when I was sitting in a house that we used to break into and hang out in, and um, 
Okay, please. Is please. That, uh, I mean, it was, it, was, on that story it, was an it was like an abandoned house that me and my mates all used to go and hang around and like smoke sure. cigarettes and. And did yeah. you? Did and you then get it was bashed? the first time I ever got bashed up by a heroin addict. Oh. <laughs> the, fir- the first time, like you yeah. didn't say the only time. Yeah, it, I got, and he had a I, he had a um, his arm in a cast, and he bashed my head with his arm with his cast. <laughs> and you know, I'd Dude. never been in I'd never been in a, f- a legit fight before uh, at fourteen. You know, so it was pretty. It was pretty harrowing, <laughs> harrowing getting beaten up by a, a junkie. Gee, I know you're 14, and it's kind of come as a surprise. But surely, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, you yeah. may not be you know the height that you are now, but I don't know. I'd like to think that whatever age I was, I'd be able to take a junkie. <laughs> no, but he was kind of like an agro, uh, agro. I don't know if he was yeah, a heroin yeah. junkie or some sort like of like an icy. Pro- speedy guy, yeah, proto speed ice kind of cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome, man! So, thanks so much for joining us. And, yeah, uh, thanks I'm for glad you got me. to relive some of the uh, the magical yeah. moments of that game. Highly regarded yeah. by some people as the greatest game of all time. Oh, it was great. It was. Hu- it's interesting to watch it. Um, I, I was kind of blown away by it, just ha- the, the experience of watching a game from that era. There's only two camera angles. There's like a wide shot and then a close up, and it's really quite manic how it's been directed. And it's mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to keep, you know, your eye on the game because it's sort of ju- the, there's no sort of smoothness to how they've edited. The, you know, the directors choosing the shots. It's quite weird. That's a very good point, actually. You you think of how how many Cameras there are at the moment, you know. There's even behind the goals vision, which mm. some of us have seen. But just, <laughs> just back then, it was it was a wide and then a, a crash zoom on the ball, and you were kind of like, "All oh, right, that's where we are now." It's, it's kind of the the shot you get when you watch a VFL game on the ABC. You know, it's like they've yeah. got they've got two cameras, they've got a couple of cameras down one side. Of the yeah, ground. yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and probably one of those cameras up in a crane or something. Mm. Yeah. Hey, we are going to hit the road. We are Junktime AFL Pod at Gmail, on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, and TikTok. Thank you for joining us, Mark Wilson. Go Hawks. Go Blues. Go Cats. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.